You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Next Trek Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And every so often, we try and uh, get together, the two of us, and chat about what we think about the final frontier and what's happening specifically with Star Trek Discovery. And we never did a season one recap, Tyler. That's right. So I figured we might as well get together, chat a little bit about what we thought about season one. But there's also been some good, juicy tidbits coming out for season two as well. I know. So, uh, well, we recorded, was it? I guess it was two weeks ago now. And then like the day after that, all this other stuff started coming out. So I'm kind of happy that we're, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to give our thoughts on everything that's come before and then also talk a little bit about what's going to be happening in the future. But I think we're going to start with uh, the news, right? What's happening next. And I don't think we have deep dissection to happen here, but you know, let's, you know, this is kind of, I think how we'll, how we'll have to handle our hiatus is is letting you guys know whenever we can about the news that's coming up. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I've gotten all official about this on on our um, Twitter (laughs) handle. I've, I've got a news alert now set up for discovery and stuff so nice i know yeah. i'm like I'm good like treating this you know you're, like it, you're a professional I, i'm like it's, a real podcaster right now you it's are, like you're, it's you're a little bit cool. of a nerd man i mean <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you, you you like star trek you're a trekkie and then all of a sudden you got to go with this like podcasting thing too know, like people are going to start having ideas about you They're i gonna, know stereotypes are just too true i hide my geek real well but you know <laughs> as i wear my live long and prosper t-shirt you know oh but, wow yeah uh, yeah, but uh, do. there are just some times that I can't hide it. <laughs> well, let's so let's dig in. Uh, most of this came out. A couple of things came out um, officially from from Star uh, from CBS, and then a couple of things came out from uh, from the. Now I, th- I th- I'm going to name it incorrectly, but it was the El Paso Comic Con um, hmm. uh, that Jonathan Frakes was just speaking at, and um, kind of Twitter friend of the podcast Justin Ozier from um, from Trek FM um, was there, and he kind of broke the news for everybody when Frakes uh, started talking at the uh, um, at the convention. Yes. So um, the big, uh, I guess the two things that came out before that were released from, from CBS themselves were Anson Mount, uh, Anson Mount, I'm sorry, is going to be Captain Christopher Pike next year. And, yep. and for me, that was the biggest news. Um, it's official. You know, we're not getting this weird bait and switch that, you know, the Enterprise shows up and then, oh, you know, we'll get some line that, oh, wasn't it crazy when we met the Enterprise last year? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's official. Um, he's going to be in minimum just because we know um, Jonathan Frakes is directing episode two and, and Anson Mount will be in that episode. So minimum two episodes that he's going to be in. Um, he didn't confirm if he's the whole season or not. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Anson Mount? Uh, I texted you about that and, and you you seem to have a reaction. What's What's going on? Well, I think we talked about this before, and I feel like I might be just kind of reiterating uh, what I've already thought. But, you know, Bruce Bruce Greenwood has already been cast as this character. Yeah. So it's it's my same thoughts about Spock if if, uh, Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I understand that when, you know, we've got to go outside of when you have to go outside of canon to recast like a Kirk Spock all this kind of stuff. But, you know, that time frame would still work to cast Bruce Greenwood. Right. And obviously maybe he just 
Maybe he costs too much. I somehow doubt that. I actually wonder if it's a rights issue. Um, there's something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I, I didn't look into it more, but I, I threw that out there um, uh, in uh, on, on Twitter because they, – oh, they started filming today of season two. I should have said that. That was not on our notes, yeah. but I, I found that yep. out last night. Um, and, and so CBS, the, the Star Trek writer's room tweeted something like, uh, you know – um, super excited for filming season two today. What are your thoughts? And so I, I said, well, while we're asking for stuff, Zachary Quinto as Spock would be great. Um, and that started up a whole storm of things uh, on Twitter of um, of talking about rights. So as as much as you know, people are experts on Twitter. You never know if somebody was just and, you know. Here, here, here's the problem I have with that, and I totally understand that. Of course, rights. I get it. However, um, they also did not have to choose to mm-hmm. have pike in the show right so that's yeah. the pro- the problem i have is that they they decided to do it even though they knew they didn't have the rights to the characters sure. that we are familiar with even though those it is canon i know i understand that this it, it's an alternate universe in the the jj verse yeah but the people wouldn't look different no do you know what i mean right. like so that's it's it just seems it just seems confusing to me yeah. that's why i said i just i don't understand why they decided to go down this route when there's such a big universe that they could yeah. be exploring. Well, it's the same and, prequel thing, right? Like, why not just just throw us into the Dagon future? We have no problems then of canon. Um, no, but even that, though, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why is the Enterprise... Why? Why even... Why bring it up? Why do this? Other than the fact that you're just... You're just, you know, keep on pounding on nostalgia. Yeah. And what we're familiar with. But that doesn't necessarily mean, mean it's going to be a good story. And you, you're in this time frame yeah. why not go someplace else the yeah. enterprise isn't well because and i think that's the that's the thing we are in this time frame i don't think they have a choice you know it, it's they they wrote them they wrote themselves into this timeline not you're not that they don't have a choice they wrote this themselves into this timeline to do stuff like that you know that that's what i mean um it, yeah it, i think i just i'm just disappointed with it i sure. I, I, I thought they would be a little more less on the nose like we know exactly where you're going oh yeah it's the enterprise okay yeah. but maybe they'll do something clever with it no it's christopher pike yeah. okay that means we're gonna have to have i would Spock. have loved robert april you know that would have been cool let's let's see the 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 previous captain uh, of pike uh, previous captain before pike although time frame wise again it doesn't work out but uh it's yeah. just that would have been that would have been neat i will say uh, it's it is looking like you and I are are switching places here in who's in who's going to be more nitpicky about canon. Uh, I'm the I'm the timeline guy, and and I'm actually pretty psyched to see Pike. I, I gotta no, say. I, I, honestly, it doesn't. The, the canon thing is not what bothers me. It's more the just the aesthetic, yeah. the fact that they've already set up one universe over here, and now they're deciding. Yeah. Here, I don't care what they do in the disco universe. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you'd like. There's such a big universe. Why go here? That's sure. my my only disappointment. Sure. All right, we've got literally guys. Yeah, I'm looking at our our show notes. <laughs> we have so many things to hit. We're st- we still haven't gotten past uh, the like a one, one a. a. That was one a. <laughs> so let's let's keep going. Otherwise, we're All gonna right. be here forever. Uh, the next one is is Tignataro, who I am not incredibly familiar with, other than I know she's a comic. Um, she's been cast as uh, Chief Engineer Denise, uh, Denise Reno on a on another ship. So that'll be yep, cool. That's exciting. Yep. Um, we talked last time, so I won't get into this too much about Alan Van Sprang as mm-hmm. Leland. Uh, so section, th- and he's part of section thirty-one, and he'll be in uh, season two. Um, officially, yes. young Spock will be seen. So yes, I saw. I saw this. Yes, yeah. that's interesting. We, we don't know if 
old Spock will be seen, and and they were pretty specific um, around the end of season one, saying they will not recast Spock. But again, I don't know how they're going to get around that. Uh, I think they're going to have to, especially now that Pike is officially in. Yeah, this just it just doesn't make any sense. What? How can you do Pike and not? Is he just well, going to be off on an away mission or something? Is that how they're going to write him out that way? Maybe yeah. he's the one they're getting to on Vulcan, you know, or whatever. You know, that's we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. that's that's left to be seen, or maybe they're just holding their breath to to get. Zachary Quinto or, or whatever, but I, I don't think that'll happen either. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, if, if they don't have, you know, one of the cast, Bruce Greenwood, they, can't they don't have, have him. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you, that would be even more confusing. I that know. would make even less sense. Yeah. It'd so, be crazy. There, there it is. Anyway. And, and then uh, last, uh, Jonathan Frakes is directing two episodes and I, I cannot be more excited about that. Oh uh, yes. Man. Yes. Um, I'm, he, I'm pumped. Yeah. He directed, um, I'm, I'm still torn kind of my favorite episode. You know, I listed here even for us to talk about a couple of them. I think easily he's, um, he's up there in, in, in uh, my favorite director of season one. And, um, it, let alone first contact. I mean, come on, the man directed first contact. He's, I, I don't know why, I don't know why he's not directing just all of them, even despite the fact that they would take too much time. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's true. So they've, they've got to go on and off there so that they can get a season done in a, in a normal period of time. But I agree with you. It is, uh, it, he, he does a great job. I, I think you, you, we, we're going to talk about it later, but yeah. his, his episode after rewatching everything, oh. I think still is my favorite still. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is. Yep. I think, I think easily we'll, and we'll get there. So, well, yep. so let's, let's kind of set the, set the tone for what we're going to talk about today. Um, sure. We're, we're moving through, our um an overview of season one and it's going to get big and and so we'll try and keep it short um but again as always um if if you guys agree with us disagree with us anything like that feel free chime in on on twitter let us know um what you thought we're going to go with our opinion here we're going to talk about some themes of the season um um, the tone overall because that's that's a big controversy for for discovery the best and weakest episodes of the of the year of the season so far um and that's certainly up for a whole lot of hot debate. So, um, if you've got a different different uh, opinion than us, you know, let us know. Uh, you know, not not necessarily correcting us, but just hey, chime in. You know, it's it's a big it's a big discussion. So, um, well, let's start. So, yeah, the big thing with this year, and, and the thing that we knew going into it, they had really um, the, the writers and producers had been so excited about a darker more gritty tone to the to the universe it was not going to be your father's or grandfather's or however they put it star trek um <laughs> what do you think about what the uh, the ultimate final product we got our first f word uh in star trek we got our <laughs> yeah. first uh, klingon breasts in star trek we got yeah. uh, um some turned inside out you know ripped up apart klingons at different points in time let alone the the kind of cabaret um, strip club scene that we had at the end uh, not to, and, uh, and many other things what else did you think overall of, of the tone of the series yeah I think a lot of that stuff unfortunately was just a a way to shock people um, most of the things that you just mentioned I don't think really served the story or made the show better I'm yeah. not exactly sure it made it worse either um, but oftentimes when the more um, non-Trekian stuff would uh, would show up, like you were just mentioning, like the the sex, the heightened the heightened gore, 
um, the you know darker tone, the cursing, all that stuff sometimes would take me out of it. You know what I mean? Like it would just be yeah. like, oh, that doesn't feel like it belongs there. Um, the darker tone, I think, was really quite good, especially where they went, you know, the arc of the season. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I felt like a lot of the stuff where they kind of like tried to Game of Thrones or the the buzzword, like you said, you know, make things a little bit more gritty, uh, throw some dirt on, yeah. you know, the, the nacelles, so to speak. I just didn't find that to to hit the the bullseye Uh, it didn't it didn't ever land on me where it wasn't um distracting and so that's that's the only thing i would say is that most of that stuff just felt the just felt a little unnecessary and i hope they rein that stuff in now that they got it out of their system then they knew they could yeah hopefully they'll realize they don't they don't need to do that anymore yeah um do you kind of think that's sort of a byproduct of being in a war story uh, they're gonna just go there. Do you, I mean, do you like like you said? Do you think they got it out of their system? And, and next season, which they've sort of talked about, is gonna be a, that that conflict between science and religion or science and faith. You know, that's not gonna call for it as much. Or do you think they're gonna jam it in? I I, I feel like it's gonna be a slow, subtle shift. I have no idea what they're gonna do, but mm-hmm. it, it it you know, a lot of it had to do with the oppressive nature of you know, their, their captain being from the, yeah. the mere universe. And now that Lorca is no longer in the, the picture, I have a feeling a lot of their attitude will change because the chain of command has changed. I so really I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that'll change. I yeah. really do. Was it, I know this isn't kind of on our list here, but was it different? Like watching it again. So you, you knew the yes. secret, you knew the spoiler. Yeah. That it changed so much of my, my watch for me. Knowing yeah, Lorca was very Lorca. And it, some of it, though, felt a little inconsistent. Okay. Um, the, the, there were a few moments that I was like, it, it, were they still deciding at this point? He uh, says he have... knew from day one. Yeah. I, I but maybe he that. was deciding how to play the character, maybe. Yeah, exactly. There's just a lot of moments that felt like, wow, why why did he do that when yeah. he knew that... Anyway, so... I, but, but that's really... It wasn't a big deal. It just, it just felt a little inconsistent. But that's not... In, in it anymore yeah. so it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see now how, where they go where they go from here I, I i think they did a great job with season one of of hiding that and and making it pay off well but i'm hoping the tone and the themes shift because the leadership has shifted so. yeah i would agree and and even you know the way that we sort of ended the ended the year i mean they were calling saru captain and and th- which yeah. we know he's not they're gonna go pick up the other captain but but they had really shifted into this um moving towards starfleet ideals you know, we had complained early on you know wow this is not starfleet the way that we knew it yeah and of course it's not now you know now we know why um let's let's shift that i guess into our discussion of the themes of the of the um series i i, I do agree with you tonally I think it, it's a product of the, of the captain. It's a product of um, sort of just making Star Trek more modern, whatever that means. Um, but as long as they're not just jamming stuff in to, to do it for shock value, frankly, I think the F word, the first F word in there, that was done for shock value rather than it didn't feel organic to me. It was like we wrote this scene to put the F word in there. That's yeah, but that, it was actually more of it was supposed to be more of a comic relief, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah. I mean, that it, was what it was. It wasn't even necessarily. I mean, I guess a little bit shocking because yeah. they just use the F word, but also comic relief that was, it was kind of, 
Yeah, exactly. That it was it was kind of interesting, but at the same time, it didn't land for me the way that it should have. Especially so, yeah. on the rewatch. On rewatch, I was like, oh, that that didn't feel yeah like th- a fit. Yes, it was way it was way off yeah. for me, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, because I knew it was coming, and I was waiting for it, kind of braced myself, and I was like, okay, I remember this being yeah. Like, not working. But I did yeah, not I, remember I, which episode it was in. I mean, once they got closer, because it's it's all while they're testing the spore drive and stuff, right? They've correct. They've just done that, and uh, yeah, and then it's just Tilly just you know is out with it. Yes. Um. One one last thing before we move into the themes. One of the things I got into as I was rewatching this, you know, I'm trying to turn off my inner my inner canon, you know, <sighs> checklist person. Um, and, and actually, on the rewatch, I really found myself able to do that in a lot of ways. And one was by this, what we've mentioned before, this this looking at it like a visual reboot of the show. So things yeah. like the like all of the holograms and all of the um, the tech you know, that doesn't look like it's from 1966 because it's not. Um, right. Did did anything change for you as you were as you were watching no. through it? Honestly, all that stuff, the visual stuff didn't bother me at all. And I, you know, I'm just going to go with the creators on that. Cause I agree, like from the 1960s, it needed to look like what the future would look like in the 1960s. Right. Well, now it needs to be what the future looks like from 2018. Agreed. Uh, not what the future looked like back in the 1960s. So it, that makes sense. Perspective is, is important yeah. and key. It needs to look like the future. Um, and I, that none of that stuff ever bothered me. I was down for any of it. And again, like I, I'll reiterate, none of that canon stuff bothers me. I'm, I don't, I don't care. It's okay to go back and retcon stuff. And I, I don't, as long as it serves a good story, that's really all I care about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I had a little bit more to overcome and, and I, I really think I did, you know, I, I'm sure that I'll, I'll, you know, find some small thing to nitpick later on when they, you know, they meet a race we've seen before, but frankly, I'd love it if we meet some races we've seen before, you know, let's, let's get some, some enterprise races in there and, and, um, some more Vulcans and some, some things we've seen. Um, yeah, that was the nice thing about this reboot for me. And I, I'm excited to go into season two kind of with that in the back of my mind and, and, and less, less, burden and just kind of excited to see what they do for us let's look at the, the themes of the season overall I, I picked out a few and, and if you had some other ones um feel free to to jump in but um the the biggest one that i kept seeing with michael burnham herself mm-hmm. is this um this idea of, of humanity in an inhuman world uh, as well as kind of a, even a, a duality of of self you know she is she's this human um, raised in a Vulcan world, she is this um, woman who stood up against what she thought was um, a bad decision in order to save a whole group of people and paid for it, and, um, and and paid for it dearly. And then is put into this other situation where she's constantly put against these ideals that she was raised on, um, and it's this this season one is this journey back to back to the roots of what Star Trek is and what Starfleet is. Um, and, and kind of all of these are, are all in t- intertwined into one thing. But um, how did that thematically, how did the show thematically hit you on your rewatch? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much on the nose from season three when they, when she, in the, whatever it was, Jeffrey's Tube or whatever. Episode three? Episode three. 
Oh, you said season three. I was like, uh, season three of a, sorry of yeah, original series. Of, okay, yeah, sorry. the original series. <laughs> no, I'm I don't sorry, think there were bad. themes in season three of the original series. That's the worst one from from episode three. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. When she's crawling around the Jeffrey's tube, quoting Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. right? And you know this this whole season's about finding yourself, like you were just saying, from your your your, your worst self and your best self, yeah. right? Um, you've got Vok Tyler, you know the 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 best and the worst, you know, trying to in, in conflict. You've got the literal mirror universe. Mm-hmm. You have what you as a we bring into the, the the series as being a good captain, and then we have Lorca as the the thing that's there. So I think it's all about turning our preconceived notions on their heads, yeah, and having to deal with that reality of oh wow, I was expecting one thing, and in reality it was something else. How do I deal with this now? How do I deal yeah. with the fact that what I was expecting and who I am. And, and what I the values that I uphold have been turned up on their head and been completely corrupted. And even my even for Michael herself, she did something she never thought she would do, which is mutiny. You know yeah. what I mean? Somebody that we usually are supposed to look up to and, and see the best in a person. Well, she does an awful thing and, um, you know, starts a not really. She doesn't really start the conflict. That was another thing I noticed at the beginning of this. Right? She's, that's not, she's not really responsible for any of it. The only mistu- mistake she made was she obviously Vulcan neck pinched the captain. Right. Um, which, that's great. But none of the other stuff is really her fault. It would have happened She was anyway. in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. She, she, you know, yeah. she, she was walking on the Klingon ship when the dude woke up, basically, or uh, when he, right. he appeared. That's it. I mean, it, yeah, it would have happened. Saru, if if he had ended up going out there, it would have happened. Right. Yeah. But still, I I just I find that um that's the main theme is having to deal with your worst self yeah. or the, the your worst decision, confront it. What are you going to do? Right. And and where do your morals sit in all of that too? You know. Sure. Um, yeah. My favorite moment still, I I absolutely loved it. I loved it when it first came out. I wish it wasn't cut the way that it was, but. Uh, is that speech at the end? That Starfleet ideal speech. Yes, oh, exactly. So yeah, good. it's it, it. It is good. The idea of it is good. But the second time I watched that, it bothered me even more than yeah. the first time I watched it. Yeah. It just is not well put together. It just yeah. isn't. It's they, unfortunate. Aren't they? They're intercutting between giving the the medals or something. Yeah, I, I didn't didn't love that. But other yeah. than that, you know, that's I love it. Even the meta version of of this this theme of, of dualities and of, of yeah, finding your, your best self in the middle of these, the, in the middle of the worst of it. It's even, it's even for Trekkies, you know, they knew, they knew people were going to hate it going into it. They knew people <laughs> are going to go, that's not my Trek. I, I right. still, I can't, I can't put a tweet out there for us um, uh, with, for, for the next truck without somebody saying, well, it doesn't matter anyway, because discovery is not real Star not Trek. Not actually Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, guys, get off of that. You know, it's, we said the same thing for every Star Trek since Next Generation. You know, yeah, it's not our Star Trek, and it's going to be beloved anyway. Um, and and I think, and we find I found myself going there. Oh my gosh, Lorca! You know, left mud behind on a ship. He would never. A Starfleet captain would never do that. Oh my gosh! You know, whatever right. instance came up throughout the throughout the season. And of yeah, you're right. Because he's not a Starfleet captain. You know, right? And I, totally, I, I love that. And that kind of came out just on this rewatch too, where, where it's all Burnham coming and saying, she finally literally says it. I think I missed it the first time. She literally says, does, is it going to take another mutiny? 
for us to get back to our ideals because you know Starfleet. She says that on the bridge, yeah, right? Uh, to, to the Cornwall. Admiral. Yeah, to Cornwall. Yeah, they're about to commit genocide. Starfleet has yeah. compromised their values and is about to commit genocide, and um, they've made a deal with the devil, you know, as much as they can, and. Yeah. And she's like, nope, it's going to happen. And that's when Saru stands up and everybody else stands up. And uh, yeah, so I, I love I love that. W- were there any other small things you picked out or is that the, that's the big thing? Oh, no, yeah, that, that's definitely the big thing. I mean, yeah. I think it's on the nose from Alice in Wonderland and actually going into the looking glass, which would be a mirror, right? I mean, right. so uh, that's fairly well telecasted, you know, yeah. uh, broadcasted, you know, early on that this is what we're going to confront. Right. Yeah, and, and I'd like to see more of that. Hey, now that now that we've arrived, you know, if we're looking ahead at season two, we've arrived at this. Um, yeah. You know, these are our Starfleet ideals. Will they will they maybe um, have to have to handle them? Uh, you know, or or come to terms with that? Sure. Next generation did that. Um, they they had to come to terms with what would a Starfleet. You know, every time that basically every time they met an admiral, they had to come up against what Starfleet would do. So right. um, So I'm excited yeah. to see more. I am too. I am very very much so. Well, let's get into. I think we're going to be the easier things for us to talk about here. Just, just yeah. maybe the more fun. Let's just throw out some bests and worsts. So, okay, sure. Uh, best episode of the of the series so far. For me, it's despite yourself. I've already said this. Yeah. Um. I I I've I've wa- I you know just rewatched all of them. It is the most stylish. Yeah. Uh, the best paced, best written, directed, just overall. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, it's, it's the complete and total shift of the series from, um, you know, the the what was the first half of the season into the second half of the season. And I think it was a wonderful transition. It, it kind of cemented a lot of of what the show would become and what I ended up really enjoying about the show, because up until that point, it was just kind of a mishmash, uh, some some good episodes and then a, a a kind of all right episode and then a horrible episode. And then, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just felt we were, we were looking for something to grab onto and despite yourself gave that to me. So I, I, I adored that episode. Yeah. That on rewatch, I, I went into it thinking, um, honestly, between, uh, my, my ultimate pick, uh, I, I'm still torn. My ultimate pick I think is, is magic to make the sanest man go mad because that is the most fun episode. That is, is the most Star Trek episode to me. It is. It is. No, there's no doubt because it's almost a standalone episode. It is. It's, it's the only it, one I think that we get basically. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Cause there, there, there's a, there's a, a mystery that happens and then, you know, Saturday morning cartoon by the end of right. it, everybody's, you know, figured it out. Right. You know? um, vaulting ambition was my second choice. That's what I really thought that I was going to choose after that. Um, cause it's a great episode too. It really is a stellar that's diehard in space, right? Is basically, yeah. Okay. One. All right. I, I, but, I, I saw you write that down, yeah. but I, I just, I didn't see it. I mean, I enjoyed no. that episode. It was fine, but yeah. I don't know the best episode of the series really. And, and that's, that's why I, I'm still going to go with my pick magic. Uh, but despite yeah. yourself, an easy, easy second like it's so, so good close. yeah it wins it it wins it alone i'd forgotten it though until i watched the second time it has the most amazing uh transporter transition oh. in star trek history and and i and didn't I, notice I just, that until you pointed it out i love it i yep. love it every time i watched it again and i was like oh that's right i love that thing it's so good right. so 
Yeah, it's it's really great. It's and, a really really great episode. And down to the knife fight in the turbo lift, you know. Oh with, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's stylish, man. So yeah. well done. It's it's yeah. like that guy had directed something before. <laughs> or or he has some kind of like affinity uh, to the to right? the Trek universe. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go the let's go to the other side. I think you and I agree on this oh, one, but yeah. let's let's see. Weakest no, episode. No, fully. I can't even pronounce it. Can you just say it? <laughs> the the Latin one, Civis Pachum Parabellum. There you uh, go. The that's the one where they're on the planet Pavo. It's the Avatar episode, right? It's awful. Yeah. It's oh. awful. I I actually didn't watch this full episode. I turned it off halfway through. I, I fast forward. I was done. part of it. I was done with it, man. Yeah. I was done with it. Ooh, I, I worse. I didn't fast forward. I fell asleep. I ooh, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I woke Not up good. and I was like, oh, they're fighting by the by the thing. When did they get there? Yeah. Yeah. It. It yeah. just it has the worst visual effects. Yeah. I feel like it's the weakest storyline because it literally never comes back to be any kind of a large plot point. Yeah, it's really odd. It is. It, it's almost like um, magic to make the, may, the sanest man go mad. Except it's not fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a self-contained thing. They mention it in the, the, the episode afterward, um, but you literally you could skip that yeah. episode and miss nothing. Nothing at all. All, Nothing. The only thing is there is a signal that drew the Klingons there. They could have just... But they mention it, though. They right. mention it in the next yeah. episode. Like they they, they been clean like, that up. We've been at this planet, and it's emitting this weird signal. We don't know yeah. why. You know, and, oh, my gosh, the Klingons are coming. You know, that's that's all they needed to do. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It, because it is it is the only, I would say, massive blemish yeah. on the season. Yep. In my opinion. I agree. It's still not utterly racist like code of honor is you know <laughs> right no, it's, no no it's no, not there's nothing sexist like many other early it's particularly early season one episodes of most right. of our shows have had unwatchable episodes for like sure moral reasons right at least right, this right. One, i think this one's just boring you know but it's not at least racist. i think it's just poor it's yeah it's just, it's just poorly done it was yeah. it was kind of half-baked the visual effects like i said are yeah. kind of like eh, not quite and the rest of the season is so the rest of the season is so great. Yeah. It just it, it just seems so odd. It's like yeah. why 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 even why even go that route? Agreed. So agreed. All right. Well, let's go. Um, I said strongest character. Um, mm. and I think we could even. I think that's an easy answer. I I'd like to split that into favorite. Who do you like the best? I think strongest answer is is Michael. But you could disagree, I suppose. But oh yeah, who do you like the well, best? Well, Michael obviously is the she's, uh, the, she's the main character. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She, she's the. The, what I guess we'd call it the protagonist. No, probably yeah. we'd call her what the antihero. Probably she's for definitely most of it. definitely an antihero. Um, so for me, and this kind of will bleed into my favorite moments. Yeah. Um, genuinely, I was I put this on Twitter as I was rewatching this. If it was not for Tilly, oh, I man. feel like I would enjoy this series a whole lot less yeah she is the audience surrogate yep she brings joy onto the screen her uh friendship her her what do you even call it friendship her like um strong-headed uh pushing of burnham is the reason why oh, burnham actually changes um so she's kind of the the impetus she's smart she's I, I genuinely I, I love the the character of Tilly. So for me, if you're asking me who my favorite character is, it's it's got to be Tilly, man. Yeah. Same. It's got to be. Same. I, you know, I, I agree with you, Michael. She's she's the antihero. She's the most developed. We see her arc 
throughout the yeah. entire show. You know, if, if she wasn't, then this show would have really failed, you know, if, if they hadn't developed her so no well. Doubt. So super strong. She's yeah. great. Oh, I she's love awesome. her. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. I, I love Michael Burnham. I, I really, yeah. I feel so attached to her. We see all of her, the reason she makes her choices. She's not vague. We see her perspective. Um, totally. You know, you, you feel for her when she, when she falls in love and then is broken by Volk, uh, Tyler. Um, but you, you know what, Tilly, I, I thought the same thing and I, I loved her as we were watching it, but, um, man, every time she's on screen, every time she lights it up, yeah. she, she is bubbly and happy. And when she cries over Stamets, you know, seemingly dead body, you, yep. your heart breaks for her and she bullies Burnham into being friends with her. You know, she basically just says, you know, she, she comes onto on stage as this insecure, you know, allergic nerd you know, she's the audience surrogate, man. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. Like it, 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 you feel like, yeah, I am this Tilly person. And, you know, she just decides to befriend the outcast, the one that everyone else tells her to not yeah. care about or, or care for, or any of that, just to stay away from. And she's kind of the outcast already. Cause she can't be with anybody. And suddenly she's got Michael in her life and she's like, no, I'm just going to make this work yeah. because you, you've got literally no place to go, but I feel like maybe there's something I can add to your life. And, oh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's Star Trek. It, it is, is Star Trek in a character, in my opinion. And I, and I love that even it works more because she's a cadet. Like, Stamets is grumpy because he's taken out of his lab and he's forced to be there. And Saru has this baggage with Burnham. And, and Lorca is a tyrant and all these other things. <laughs> tyrant, yeah. Um, and, and she's still a cadet, you know, so she's still gung-ho and... and not been corrupted yet. She's not jaded. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it bleeds into, um, how she sits down with, with Volk slash Tyler, you know, she's, he's, he is, I didn't like this scene. If you remember, I didn't like this when it came up originally, um, partially because of its placement. I still think that, but I, I, it's not just that Burnham is the protagonist. And so Tilly befriends her. Tyler is, an accidental murderer, you know, and he didn't, right. he didn't control himself and, no. um, and then is forced to you know, eat alone. And she picks up and sits with him because that is who she is. But now did you, are you saying you enjoyed that? I did. Episode, the, this, this, this scene this time. I still don't, I still don't love the placement of it. I think it's too soon. I think we should have sat in that yeah. a bit more, um, especially with Burnham's pain, but, but the sentiment of it, I, I got over that with, with just watching it and going, okay, she is, you know, that is who she is, and and the rest right. of the crew joins her, and and I was okay, I was definitely okay with it the second time. So, so yeah, th- this just bleeds into yeah. uh, my favorite moments. Let's do it. So, because Tilly is normally in those favorite moments, the Agreed. one that you mentioned, uh, her befriending um, uh, uh, Tyler after everyone else knows that he is dangerous, and you know, she does the hard thing. Yeah, um, just like. My, you know, when you're first watching it in season, I mean, episode three, I almost said season three again. <laughs> um, you know, when she uh, decides that she's going to introduce herself to Michael for the very first time, she yeah. walks into their room. Uh, she lights it up. You know what I mean? We yeah. go from this grim world that we've been in, this horrible battle, world. Klingons, death, and, you know, all kinds of just, you know, black, you know, all this kind of just not not good stuff and suddenly there's Tilly yeah. and she brings life 
into it. And then you've got her, another one of my favorite Tilly moments, uh, the one that I laughed out still so very loud at. And I think this is in Despite Yourself as well, if I'm not mistaken. And that is when she first takes on the role as oh Captain Killing. And I she know. you know what I mean? She takes the the the, the 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 calm and yeah it is that it is despite yourself. She takes the calm and says, you know, what what the heck? What the heck? What the what <laughs> and you know she has that moment of like deciding to get into character and then you know we get the moment you know right beside um uh, the, with the Scottish accent, Jason, uh, Jason Isaacs being Jason Scottish, Isaacs. which is great. Yeah, that moment is, I think, my favorite moment of the season because yeah. you know those those like brief moments of levity were just so wonderful. So for me, it normally wrapped around wherever Tilly was yeah. was where my heart was and where I was enjoying and like really having a great time. So that's my answer for both of those uh, those questions. Yeah, How about you, man? I, I agree. I, you know, I. I don't think I can go. There's a lot of great moments again that surrounding Michael and and, um, and we could hit a lot of those. But I, Tilly, what she's ordering a burrito at the at the station yes. and she still makes it funny. I mean, she didn't come up with the line; it was written for her. But just just Mary Wiseman's delivery is constantly pitch perfect, and it, it's like it's fantastic. It's like Spiner, Brent Spiner. You know where Data could be this stupid android. You know, but but he injects this levity. Um, so often and Tilly does the same thing you know they're jogging and she she wants to be a command um, or to be on the command track and, and she she gets that in the end um, she yep. is uh, my favorite line ever and I still love the you know jumping on it and what the what the heck but my favorite line of the entire series is still um, if you if you had uh, spoken to me like that I would have ripped out your tongue and used it to lick my boots, boots. yeah clean I, my boots oh, yes I love yes. that line yeah. and she is because she, she just gets into it and and even her getting high with Clinton Howard at the end you know Mary Wiseman is just her comic timing her everything is just yep. excellent I, I, I you want to hang out with her that. I do you want to you want to be friends with her yeah. I know it's and it's like Will Wheaton watching Will Wheaton who you know I I was I you know I grew up wanting to be Wesley Crusher you know I, I want to hang out with with Tilly so um, agreed agreed uh, any other big big moments that stood out to you that were just you know this is this is super important to the series this is you know this was something epic this is a uh, oh my gosh I can't believe they did that moment anything else that stands out to you oh man you know. There's a there's a lot of those, um, you know. Honestly, the, the the it's kind of a double edged sword for me. Um, it obviously has to be the fact that they actually go into the mirror universe, mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like we were going to be staying there for a while. Uh, and I wish we would stayed there longer. Yeah. Um, it was only four episodes, uh, and that's you know unfortunate. I feel like you know a little bit longer would have been great. And I feel like we were in and out of there too fast, mm-hmm. but the whole them being able to, I mean, I think there's a whole, that, that moment when Lorca says, we've got to convince the enemy that this is the ISS right. discovery. And so they change all the, oh. the insignias and the lightings and the, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and good little and uniforms and all that, you know, that's just, that's, that, that was a good, a good moment uh, as well. So, there's a lot. There's a lot of pretty great, cool uh, moments that that I enjoyed. That 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 particular visualization is the one that comes to my head when you first asked me. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Also the one where um, they finally killed the ship of the dead. 
And Lorca turns around in the explosion slow oh, motion. Yeah. Him looking at yeah, Michael. So th- those are some good stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, I think um, for me, Shazad Latif, I think, um, Ash Tyler slash Bulk, I don't think that his performance can be undersold. Um, a guy that a guy that that guy can cry first and and um (laughs) he also he also sells this just deep pain of of who he is and who he's supposed to be or who he thinks he is um not just the the reveal of of volk which is which is good and which we called for five episodes or whatever it is we should go back and look Mm -hmm. and see when we when you first Mm -hmm. came up with that idea um but i love i love that at least for me, I don't think I was disappointed by the fact that it had actually happened. I kind of just wish it had happened earlier, but um, I I loved the the absolute pain that he was in after having essentially betrayed um, Burnham, and he, he flips out for a couple episodes, and she you know he's he has to be restrained. But finally, where they come to this point at the end of the season where they can he can leave knowing he's got, he's got big work to do in the Klingon empire um, with Laurel and their time isn't over. You know, he's got to be in this next season somehow. I I doubt he'll be a regular, but, but he'll be here somehow. And um, he can walk away from, from Michael and she can walk away from him and they aren't broken because of that. I I, I thought that was a really poignant um, little bit. So if, if we're talking about things that I, like to see next year yeah it's it's i'd like to get to know these secondary actors this bridge crew you know we right. know names uh, a few of them detmer is is the the woman who had the cybernetic implant um i always forget um i, I meant to, as i watched i meant to write down as it came up but you know we we do know some names we see familiar faces i'd like to dig into them a little bit i don't need a detmer centered storyline but i'd like can we sit down and have some tea with one of them and and you know we get something because we that's where this is not like a this is not my star trek kind of a a part but we're so used to knowing the characters who populate our bridge it feels weird to not well and again like i think i mentioned this before and i don't want to keep beating a dead horse but for me it feels like under Lorca, the discovery was you know not as as well people were compartmentalized right. i guess is the way that i would use it it's not, it was not set up as a normal chain of command that we're used to on on other starfleet vessels so for, and from that perspective you know maybe that was the case and we, we're going to get a new captain and or whatever it is and maybe that will become a little bit healthier in the future and we'll finally get what you're saying a little bit more of a an understanding of how the ship works and yeah. who's in charge of what and all that stuff so we don't lose anything by not knowing all of their names and things like that, but it's, yeah, I, I would like to say that exactly what you just said, that that was a, that was a plan. That was an idea, right. you know, yeah. to, to not know all of them. I mean, it definitely was a plan for us to not know them, but that, that, that it was for a reason connected back with Lorca. Like if Burnham or, or, or Saru is finally like, you know what guys, Hey, you know, it's time for a, it's time for a bridge officer meeting. One of those, you know, let's, where's the observation deck and we can have a quick, you know, we, we name each of them. Okay, now, uh, uh, Lieutenant Detmer, what was what's your thought about this? And uh, your, your name, and kind of go around the table. I'd love just a moment to get into that. Right. Um. Let's, but yeah, that's uh, doesn't destroy the the show without that. No, 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 no. I I think that there's an opportunity there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Well, let's let's get into maybe some um, some other territory. Worst moments of the season. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I think that whole the whole episode that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Yep. Sivis Pachim Parabellum. Yep. I think most of them have to do with that. Just yeah. an unfortunate waste of of uh, of an episode. Except for the I mean, the, the the horse kick that uh, that Saru gives, I still love yeah. that moment for some reason. Yeah, and then I think some of the things we already talked about—the sort of the sore thumb, um, grittier yeah. attempts at gritty grit, whatever it is, whatever they want to call that—I think all that stuff just is a little bit of a you know unfortunate thing because it, it stops me from like um, fully recommending the show. Um, yeah, there's a and couple people I, guess, I can't <clears throat> say you should watch it. Yep. Yeah. And so and then there's this the 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 show as a whole having to be locked behind this paywall that is CBS All Access. Yeah. So those would probably be my most like disappointing things about the show. I sure. don't know, you know, worst moments. You know, I this is so interesting because you have to take it as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think for the most part they did a very good job of setting stuff up that I wasn't too happy with, but paying it off in the way that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually with you at the end of the season. I'm actually with you and I'm ready for season two. I, I think he did a great job and uh, I'm excited to see what, what, what comes next. What a, I, I agree with you. I think on, on those big, those bigger things. Yeah. The thing that I still keep coming up as I'm looking at, you know, reviews and what people are saying is, is Culber's death at the hands of Tyler that yeah. it was, it was not just that, that they killed a character, but that it was, you know, we have the, we have the first, um, homosexual romance on, on screen in Star Trek. And yeah. one of them is very, you know, quickly killed off after, after we find out about it. And then, um, and that's it. I mean, it, it seemed as though, you know, we've got this, they're playing into a trope that, that people don't <laughs> love. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's is that something we should be concerned about that, or is that story motivation for for Stamets in the future? He's gonna have to deal with this, I think. Yeah, Stamets as a whole and Culber both, I feel like there's either more to their story or they did a very poor job right. of um, of telling it. If, <laughs> Do that, you know if what that's I mean? it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's where I'm at with it. Um, you know, because even Stemets, I feel like, you know, he was kind of absent in his milky-eyed glaze yeah. for several episodes. And then when, he, when we get him back, he's more, you know, in the mycelial um, prophet, whatever, from right. Deep Space Nine, like oh, mode. Oh, that's a good point. You know I, I mean? didn't think about that. Yeah, that is kind of um, You know, all that kind of very ethereal stuff. Um, I just, you know... I didn't like where either one of those characters ended, to be honest with you. Yeah. They seem to be pretty strong in the middle of the season yeah. before we get to the mirror universe. Um, and then as soon as he's, he's killed and I don't remember what episode that is, but um, it just, it doesn't, it didn't land the way that it should have. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I wasn't happy. Colbert's death did not pay off. No. There wasn't a moment where I was like, Oh, that's the reason why. Right. So. Yeah, because we didn't see it being a motivation for Stamets. We didn't see, you know, yeah. No. I, I really hope he's going to deal with it. We see what that looks like um, uh, in in the second season. Um, I'd even say the ending, the ending overall seemed. We we talked about this when the episode aired, but the the finale seemed like it should have been maybe a two parter. Um, 
that it was, it was so much crammed into it. Laurel suddenly just wins. You know, she's she's given the keys to the to the bomb or, or whatever the, the yeah. trigger to the bomb, and and um, now she's the, chancellor or whatever yeah. they call it. There's the good moment where she says, "Hey, I you know I am in control here," and then they all laugh at her, and I and I kind of almost wish they just ended on that just to kind of leave some ambiguity. And then she says, Nope, I've got the bomb. Uh, you're going to listen to me now. And then, then they cut. And I, yeah. I'd have liked that. Um, there's some other things that wrap up too fast. You know, the, the um, some of it I'm, I'm less, I'm, I'm way more okay with than I, than I was originally where, you know, I, you know, I kind of think they needed to move on. Okay. War is done. Let's move on. Um, so that whole speech that Michael gives, you know, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just felt like the war was was wrapped up way too fast. It, 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 it if, if if it was me, I would have come back out of the mirror universe, and the war had been won by Starfleet, right. and then we could have had an interesting episode with a group of people, rather than it feeling like we have to now win the war, like win the war yeah. in an episode and a half, uh, and, and it's just kind of weird. It yeah. was just way too fast. Yeah, it was it was wrapped up a bit too fast, and they and they could have if they didn't want to wrap it up, like you said, they could have just uh, yeah solved it while they were gone, and and then we're fine. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by Mirror Stamets. He he was he was just there for a second, and then they then they killed him. And yeah, it, it was a little too mur- mustache twirly, yeah. as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, in terms of worst moments, we have one episode that just stands out. And then the rest, you know, we I, I can handle them. There's ups and downs that anything has. Yeah. So let's let's just do this. Hey, we are um, – we're, we're kind of right around the hour mark here. Where, yes. Where are we? Um, final thoughts. Season one, um, uh, just itself, how, how does it rank against – we could say against other first seasons because I definitely know my opinions on that. But just yeah. also against where does it stand in Star Trek overall? Whoa. I Let's know. Let's start that, with a small question. You know, this is a good it's a good reboot, a re revisualization of yeah. this universe. Uh, I'm down. I think it is it's excellently excellently, very competently made. Oh yeah. Um there were some missteps, some misfires, a few characters that were not given their full due but for the most part i think this first season of discovery is the most interesting watchable um quality television that i've seen i think probably from a first season of a star trek i honestly deep space nine still holds for me pretty close i i loved how different that was yeah um, Voyager, uh, you know, set up a really strong premise, but then quickly felt like, you know, another, you know, Star Trek yeah. just in a different place. Um, so for me, DS9, if we're talking about best first seasons, Deep Space Nine and this are probably tied for me. Um, and, um, but I think this probably wins out. And as far as the state of Trek as a whole, you know, it's an interesting place right now with Quentin Tarantino possibly oh, directing man. the next film. We didn't film. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, that it's just it just seems like there's a lot of they're they're willing to take risks for the first time with this franchise. Some of those risks didn't pay off, but for the most part, I think it's it's pretty strong. I really do. I really think it's pretty strong. Yeah. I think I agree. I I 
I love this first season. I, I think that this is um, this is easily the strongest first season. Although, and, and so I, I threw this out as a poll um, on on Twitter as well. And, and um, uh, Deep Space Nine really got a got a high a high showing. Um, though the Discovery, I think, won overall. I didn't because of the restrictions of the poll. I could only put four options there, so I took out. Um, I took out Next Generation because it's a terrible first season, and I it took is. out it's so awful. Uh, I took out the original series because it's a phenomenal first season. There's really <sighs> other than the alternative factor, which I think is one of the worst, still just one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, and I just watched the Titans on on Netflix, which is pretty awful. Um, mm. But we, it's it's a super strong first season that might beat Discovery, but they had 26 episodes to work with you know there's more more success that's true there's more yeah the more more options for success and failure yeah, yeah. but discovery you know for for being tightly plotted for being character driven and for for consciously saying we we want to get to starfleet ideals and and all this stuff that we do love about star trek um i got to give it to them um yeah and all that stuff about the gritty uh, the gritty star trek you know Deep Space Nine did that first, you know. Now they didn't. There's some stuff they didn't do, I suppose. But they were the gritty one. There's a war. There's four years of a war in Deep yeah, Space Nine. Yeah, well, they they fell you know? into that. They they eventually fell into right. that, and they found their groove. And um, when Worf came, yeah. they found their groove. <laughs> yeah, that did change everything. Oh man, oh. I remember that seeing seeing that. Uh, Gosh. The uh, the promo for that. Yep. Worf joins Deep Space Nine. He's like stepping out of the shadows. You, you see his foot step down on the uh, like on the promenade, and they pan up to him. And I yeah. just, uh, that's I, that might be my favorite episode of Star Trek ever. It's just I say that with everyone, all of them when I watch them, but it's it's so good. <laughs> it's easily my favorite episode of Deep Space Nine. But yeah, it's it's good. Um, so yeah, it it ranks easily high up there and i think i agree with you in terms of trek they said hey we're coming back let's let's come back and, and steer ourselves toward yeah. towards star trek you know what people know and uh and now we're we've gotten there or we're, we're near there and, and we're pushing forward i'm excited so Me too, man any last thoughts anything we haven't said things we want to see for season two anything like that I, you know, I think we've talked enough yeah. about all that. Honestly, I just think uh, I'm excited to see where they go next. Me too. That's pretty much it, man. I'm, I'm ready to keep going. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, anything, and this you might want to throw off air or not, um, anything we can say for what we're doing in the next little bit? Uh, I think we'll just play it by ear. I have just started watching uh, Netflix's new original series, Lost in Space. Okay, that was my suggestion. I didn't text you, but yes. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't started. Do you want to do it? We just finished episode two tonight, uh, right before we came on air. Melody wanted to watch that. Um, So um, I'm more than willing to talk about that as like a whole, like we did for Altered Carbon, or if you want to do like half a season or whatever, but I think it might be fun to talk about the season as a whole. Yeah. Um, it's sci-fi. Like it's new sci-fi. Yeah. New sci-fi. If, if, uh, if you want to do that, I think that'd be fun. Let's, uh, let's plan on doing a supplemental log with, uh, lost in space. Let's do that. Um, so we'll, we'll let you guys know when that's, when that's coming up and, and whenever the two of us can finish the season and then, yes. and then yeah. get to it. And, and, uh, we'll, we're going to just play this hiatus by ear, kind of just having, you know, getting into yeah, it and, and, and talking about stuff. 
if you actually have made it to this this point in the podcast uh, and you're still listening, let us know uh, what you would like for us to do. Um, but I think, for like like Tyler just said, I think we will we'll see if something interesting comes along and uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And, and the biggest uh, when, votes are still for the Expanse. I will say. Yeah, and they just started season three. Is yeah, that correct? So we can get ourselves caught up. But when- yeah, we could. We could. And that wouldn't be a bad idea. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm serious. That 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 would be fun. Um, but it's still a lot of watching it is a lot uh, of to watching. do. It's a commitment. Yeah. Maybe over the summer, I might have some time to make yeah. that happen. I keep forgetting. It's man. It's only April. I don't know. I, I, we got we got some time. I keep I keep feeling like okay, we got we got to put something in before before um, Discovery season two comes back in 2019. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it about is. this. It's gonna be about this time next year. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, as always, and I mentioned this earlier, but as always, we you can find us on the next trek at, uh, at on Twitter, and then um, you know feel free. Hey, if you are still listening, or if you've just found us, um, go back listen to our our um, episode by episode recaps of uh, of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, give us a five star rating on iTunes. That would be amazing if you if you did that. And uh, but just join in that conversation. You know that's that's what we're here uh, about. We are we are. Yeah, not experts in Star Trek, but we are just uh, people, two guys who love to talk about it. So um, join the conversation and keep on listening. Live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.